0: Woman, welcome. If you're a mama who is feeling all the feels of motherhood, the ups and downs of hormones, and maybe even depression, then you are in the right place. Limitless Female is your confident inner voice, helping you master your mood and create the epic life that calls you. My goal is to show you just how enough you are so you can show up limitless in your own life. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, this is Emily McIntyre with Limitless Female Coaching. Um, I have been looking forward to getting out on the sound waves and producing my own podcast for a while now. I told myself I would grow my business for a year before I did a podcast. I just really wanted to have some amazing client experiences under my belt. Um, I wanted to have some awesome content for y'all. And yes, I am uh broadcasting from here in Texas so I say y'all now it took me a while to come around but yeah I say y'all but I am a mother of four I am active athletic mom I love CrossFit um I love being busy and I'm also sometimes an emotional mess so we got that going on but as I'm sitting here after a long day of my overwhelmed children coming home from school um after the school year has just started i just feel like i can take a deep breath now that they're all occupied and um, busy doing something else and talk with you women just like a group of girlfriends i'm just so excited to be here you guys really feeling grateful that this is happening so i guess i'm part of the self at the self-help world now being a life coach But it's kind of ironic because I remember that I used to literally hate self-help books. I had a girlfriend and I was asking her, you know, what do you like to read for fun? And she said, I love a good self-help book. It really helps me relax. And my eyes went wide and I kind of gasped and I was like, are you serious? That sounds like torture. You want to sit down and read about all the things you're terrible at so that you can relax? Are you kidding me? Like it was just not my idea of fun at all. (laughs) And I really think it was because of the judgment I placed on myself um, when it came to reading self-help books. Like I don't need one more person telling me all the ways that I'm falling short. It just seemed easier to continue on blindly loving myself and just hope it worked out. So I want to start there because This is not what this is. We are not here to tell you all the things you need to do better. Okay. I want to talk about the word limitless because I use it a lot. It's the name of my business, Limitless Female. And um, it's the name of my one-on-one coaching program where I work with women from around the country um, over video chat and I coach them one-on-one, help them control their mood and master their life. But it's interesting, because I came up with this name a long time ago. I was in a combat class, like a workout class 14 years ago. And um, I had an instructor and her name was Lauren Powers. And I just thought her name suited her so well. Um, She was just like this beast of a woman, just like so buff. Um, If you guys can tell, I get little girl crushes on women who are so buff. I just love it. And I remember talking to her about teaching aerobics that was my major at the time in college, and her mentioning that we are all limitless. And I decided that day that my mantra was to prove how limitless I was. So I went back to school and the first thing I did was, of course, signed up for a half marathon with my five crazy roommates. And even though I was really awesome active. I taught kickboxing and I regularly lifted weights. I was just by no means a runner, you guys. I really, really struggled with running. So it was definitely tough. And although I'll always be a go-getter, since becoming a coach, I've discovered what it actually means to be limitless. Um, Limitless isn't the pursuit of more, you guys. It's not Climbing the next highest mountain or pushing yourself to new heights, although many posters are going to say that, limitless is really discovering who you already are. It's that process of trying new things, failing and succeeding, and then learning that you have always been amazing, but you just didn't know. You just thought there were a lot of things that you couldn't do and you had a different image of who you were. It's really the revelation of who you already are. So I want to talk about who you are. First, though, I want to talk about the five things you are not, okay? So number one, you are not your circumstances. Many of us tie our identity up in what has happened to us. But you're not the sum of your past, Some of you have experienced harm at the hand of another, even at the hand of an adult in your life. And this is, can be very difficult, right? This could be very challenging. And I really don't think any child should experience something like that, but we do sometimes. Maybe you were, you weren't loved the way you should have been, or you lost somebody you loved in your life. Maybe you weren't able to get pregnant or you have a mental illness or a physical deficit. All of these things do not make up who you are. You are not the circumstances that happen to you. Okay? This is not who you are. Um, another circumstance may be the opinions of others. Maybe you believe that the person who loves you the least in your life is a measure of your ability to be loved. It's just not the case, you guys. Or maybe others not showing up for you means you aren't worthy of their time and their connection. I know I have definitely been there for sure, but it's just not the case. Who you are is deeper and more permanent than any situation or person in your life. In fact, who you are started well before you met any of those people and any of those things happened to you, okay? All right, number two. You are not your thoughts. This one gets a little tricky because it's our natural state to be in kind of an unconscious thinking capacity. It's how we get a lot done without complete decision fatigue. So if you've ever noticed that you drive to the grocery store and you accidentally turn right and go all the way to the kid's school because you're just used to doing that, like your brain was on autopilot and just drove you there. This is your brain's default settings and it does a really great job uh, most of the time. It offers you thoughts and actions and emotions without you physically thinking about it and changing those thoughts. So it's really hard to get a grasp on what we are thinking. But when we have thoughts that are doubts or that don't serve us, We tend to give them so much attention. And we often make it mean that's who we are when we have a thought. I want you guys to imagine that you're driving to your wedding and your best friend is sitting in the car beside you. And, you know, you're all, you have your white, beautiful dress on. Your best friend's holding your bouquet. You're about to marry this guy that you love and adore. And your best friend says, You know, I don't know about this Randy guy. He's kind of a weirdo. Like, I just think you're making a horrible decision. What if things don't work out? I mean, this is pretty permanent. When your friend says that to you, I hope (laughs) or I think that quite possibly you're going to tell them, what the heck is your problem? Do not talk about my fiance that way. I'm about to get married. You're supposed to be supportive, right? But in situations like that, I think we have thoughts that come into our head like that and we don't dismiss them as quick as we dismiss other people who say things we don't agree with. When we have those thoughts, when they're offered up to us by our lower brain, okay, doing its thing, offering us thoughts that it thinks will keep us safe, we just believe them. We tend to give so much weight to our thoughts and they become doubts, they become fears, But just because a thought is offered to you doesn't mean it's true, doesn't mean it's right, doesn't mean you have to believe it and give so much weight to it. I want you guys to pay attention to this when you feel mom guilt, because this stems from some version of the thought, I am just not enough. Notice that your brain is offering you this thought, but it's not who you are just because it's offered to you does not mean it is true you can observe it you can notice it and you can let it go my mentor jody moore calls it being the curious watcher of your thoughts so just noticing it without judgment and allowing those thoughts without believing them without putting so much weight into those thoughts okay the third thing that you are not is your emotions. Now, this one's particularly important to me because I was diagnosed with depression when I was about 19 years old. And for a long time, I felt like how I felt and my emotions was a reflection of how strong I was. It was a reflection of how steady and reliable I was. Um, I remember when my brother was engaged, I asked him, you know, what do you love about your fiance?" the most. And he said, I just love how even keel and steady she is among other qualities. I'm sure he said, and first of all, I made that mean that he didn't think that I was even keel and steady. And second of all, that he was looking for someone not like me, not like his sister, but hello, I sure hope he doesn't want to marry his sister. So it's a good thing. (laughs) But in the moment, I was like, oh my gosh, he wants the opposite of me in his life. But I thought that being sensitive and emotional and passionate made me weak. Um, But all of these things are actually neutral. They're just a result of our thoughts. When we think a thought, it creates an emotion for us. Um, literally, it's a chemical reaction to what's happening in the brain that releases a vibration in the body. So in the case of depression, a chemical imbalance that just needed to be adjusted was going on, right? But nothing had actually gone wrong with me. In fact, I know that I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be because this is exactly who I am, right? I'm an emotional passionate, loving, spiritual, and sometimes overwhelmed being, overwhelmed mom, right? Someone who yells sometimes, but who I actually am is more, it's deeper than my emotions, right? Because they're created by thoughts that I'm just not actively choosing right now right? So the way I feel on a daily basis is not who I am. That's something deeper. Number four, we are not our actions. So I know what you're thinking. Aren't we just a sum of our choices? I know I've heard that before, but I think our life tends to reflect our actions and choices, but it's still not who we are. This is why when we do something quote unquote wrong, we feel that dissonance. We say, it just doesn't feel like who I am. It's just, it's not a good reflection of who I am. Or that really seems out of character for me. This is because our soul or our spirit and our value is set. Its worth is not diminished or tarnished by our actions. In the same way, we cannot become better. My achievements, raising perfect kids, even keeping a very tidy home, which I try to do, but I am not perfect at at all, (laughs) will not make me better. So a lot of us chase these actions because we think by not doing something, we will become worse. And by doing something, we will become better. But who you are is a set value. And so your actions are not who you are. It's just how you're showing up in the world now earlier i mentioned mom guilt and i want to touch on that one more time because you guys guilt is actually just really fantastic information okay as long as you don't make it mean something terrible about you you can use guilt to really help yourself so the definition of guilt that i love is it's just two opposing desires right that leave you at this this uncomfortable dissonance and so for example if I yell at my child and I feel guilty the guilt might be that red flag to alert me that I have two opposing desires one I want my child to listen okay and two I'm a loving mother okay so when we use it as a tool it lets us know that we have these two opposing desires who you are hasn't changed right So then you can take that information and you can kind of decide what you want to think about it. Like, which one do you want to drop? Do you want to stop yelling at your child? Do you want to stop loving your child? Or maybe you can love your child and sometimes you also yell, right? Taking a look at those thoughts that create guilt can help you decide if you want to drop something, right? Or if you want to find compassion or find a new thought, Maybe it's not very useful for me to believe that yelling at my child makes me a terrible mom. There really isn't an upside to that type of thought, right? Yelling at my child doesn't feel like my best self. It doesn't feel like love to me. That thought really creates um, some feelings of commitment and love. Those do serve me. But believing that yelling at my child makes me a terrible mom, it does not serve me. So when I have that red flag of guilt, I can go in, take a look at what two opposing desires I have and whether or not I want to change my actions and change something that I'm doing. All right. Now, the fifth thing that you are not is your results or your outcomes. This is similar to number one, because we're talking about things outside of us that happen, right? Results from other things. But circumstances in this case, I want you guys to think of as your past or your present, okay? But I want you to think of your outcomes and your, and your results as your future. So there's nothing you can do in the future to diminish your worth. This thinking has a lot of moms and women stuck in fear over their next decision. We wonder if we should add one more child to our family. Maybe you've wondered if homeschool is the right decision for your children or maybe not. Um, Some of us wonder how we should handle a struggling child who is struggling with the religion we believe in. We worry if starting a business makes us a bad parent. We struggle between taking care of ourselves and taking care of our families. We wonder about infertility treatments and the toll it may take on our loved ones. We make decisions about staying in a marriage or leaving a marriage. So as women, we experience so much fear over the possible outcome of our decisions, but you are not less or more because of the decision you make, right? We have this very strong uh, sense that's been given to us by parents, by the world around us, that there are right and wrong decisions. I believe there are decisions that fall within your value base, but there are not right and wrong decisions. Because when we make a decision to stay in a marriage, we have the option to make it the right decision. That means being all in for all of it, right? It's the right decision even when it's hard. It's the right decision when it takes work. That's our choice. So no matter what choice you make, you're always making it as best you can at that moment in time, with the knowledge you currently have, and how it was meant to be. We weren't meant to know the future because our job is to make a choice and then go all in on it and make it the right choice, like I said. We have the ability to become a different version of ourselves, a kinder, happier, more patient and committed version of ourselves, but never a better version of us the goal, my goal throughout this podcast is to help you realize who you really are and that there were never any limits in the first place. You are by definition a miracle. The way that you came into this world is an absolute miracle. You were created and by a sperm and an egg, and a sperm that had to, you guys, I get all giggly talking about this <laughs> because it's isn't that so funny? I'm like a little schoolgirl because a sperm had to work so hard to implant in the egg and it had to grow inside of a human's body, I might add. And that human was struggling and uncomfortable and depleted in order to grow your body, and you then were delivered and came to be and grew at a rapid speed when you were little and your body just knew what to do like you are a miracle okay perfect whole amazing and limitless you always were our job is to keep showing up in this life doing things that maybe we think we can't do maybe we think seem far-reaching or seem impossible so that we can get a glimpse into who we always were. I hope you guys love this podcast today and have a better understanding of what I'm trying to teach you here and have less guilt and less shame and less um, push around being more and doing more. And instead, I want you guys to notice how limitless you already are. You are enough already. There's no changing that. So go after it, get it, do the things that make you happy, serve that beautiful family of yours and go all in on any decision you make. Thank you for listening. And I hope you guys have a fabulous day. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the podcast or something else going on in your life, I want to invite you to a free one-on-one call. In it, I will teach you the main coaching tool I use with all my clients and the way to solve any problem in your life. And we'll plug in real life examples. Go to calendly.com forward slash limitless female, or you can find the link in the show notes to schedule your free session. Grab a spot before you miss it.